Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We have your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, is Mr. Andy Molitor. And it's a fun day today, Andy. There's not only golf all day, there's not only tennis all day, NBA tonight, college basketball is back. Now, I know there has been college basketball, but the madness returns. And that's really what's most important to me. Yeah, basically everything I almost bet yesterday won, so it's a... it doesn't matter how smart you are. Like I'm not saying like I'm some genius, but like you can think you're smart and know better and you can't fight FOMO like that. that It'll creep in when you almost make a bunch of bets and they all just cash. That's maybe, maybe a worse feeling than losing, honestly. Cause uh, you know, uh, what was it? Youngstown state would stay within the number. My, my UNCW team won again. So I, I did avoid those games and I'll, I probably long-term the games I avoid, it's probably 50, 50. So we'll live with that and just assume I would have lost juice over the long run. Not let it creep in. Not losing. Yeah. That's, that's plus one plus 1.1 units. Every time I bet a little golf today, I have one later, but other, you know, I, I gave up my daily matchups for the Corrales yesterday or my first day. I had a couple of full tournament matchups. I'm not super jazzed about I played them, but they've all fired off. I played a couple top 20s, and then Cal goaded me into playing uh, Austin Smotherman to win. He was just being a wise ass when I put that top 20 in, and so he put in a missed cut bet and just posted it and didn't say anything just to be a dick. So I do have Austin Smotherman to win the tournament now because – if that happens, I want to be able to rub his nose in it come Sunday. So Are they playing trained. right now? I didn't see odds up for that this morning. Did they start early? Yeah. So, oh, God, I had this conversation with Matt yesterday about tea times because he's asking me, he's like, what uh, what time zone is the Dominican Republic on, Andy? I said, well, Eastern kind of, That's but it's called right. Atlantic time. So they don't do daylight savings. So it's Eastern right now. But two weeks ago, it was not. I said, so right now, like, <clears throat> just assume it's Eastern time, but it's not technically the Eastern time zone. It's a, it's a whole mess how they do things in the Caribbean. There it depends what time of year. Like daylight savings time just needs to go away. Honestly, this is a we should do a whole podcast on why we should go to Universal time. Everyone should just use the same time we use at the at the space station. Everyone just it's it doesn't matter. Noon is the middle of the night for somebody. I don't care. Deal with it. This time zone shit's dumb. Regardless, complaining. Oh God, people would, it's just like anything else. They complain for like 10 years and then people would be over it. But yeah, they did, they did start fairly early. So, I mean, technically to wipe out a generation or two and then it'll settle. Give it, give it a generation. People will figure it out. But yeah, Punta Cana did start pretty early. We got Nate Lashley leading the tournament. Happy congratulations early to Sam Hoppin. He was our number one in the model. We don't take early victory laps, but it's always nice to see the guy we had projected most likely to win the tournament, not five over through six holes or something. So him being up near the top feels pretty good. But Lashley and Ben Martin, Thomas Detry, a couple guys are leading at four under early. I have just a bunch of matchups there. That'll be a fun one throughout the week. And match play continues with uh, Paul Casey just pulling out, deciding his back hurt. Yesterday, pulling out after two holes and then showing up today, watching Alex Norin hit his tee shot and then saying, my back hurts and I'm done with this one too. The DFS ramifications of this are wild. 
because I mean, you know how match play works, Alex. Yeah. If you are up by so much, you the match is called early. So the scoring system gives you a big bonus based on how many holes you didn't have to play. So when Casey retired early, um, his opponent got a shitload of points for not having to play 15 holes. Did he <laughs> Even get like an 18 and zero or something? Like, Yeah, I, mean, I think, yeah, he won like two and 15 was the technical final score because of uh, it was a concession. So, yeah, the DFS world is all flummoxed about how the scoring. And then again today, his opponent hit a tee shot. So that match started. It was a concession. So he gets a bunch of points. And and now you're in a point, if you lose your first two matches, there's not a, you know, there's not a way that you can even work yourself into a tie to win the group. So I, he doesn't have a reason to play tomorrow. He should just take his $40,000 and go home. You get... Everybody gets paid here, so hopefully Paul Casey doesn't need the money. I don't think it was that, but kind of a weird situation going down there in Austin, Texas. And there's a uh, hockey tournament starting, I see here in the chat. AJ says the college hockey March Madness is, is starting. Yeah, um, it is four Minnesota teams and then 12 other teams Minnesota from the Northeast. Chicken. Yeah, like it's, it's a bunch of Massachusetts teams, a bunch of Michigan teams, Quinnipiac, and then all the Minnesota teams from Bemidji. So probably a Dakota I'm, in there. Yeah, I maybe. I'm just gonna cheer for all. All four Minnesota teams are in separate quadrants of the 16. So I'm gonna cheer for an all Minnesota Frozen Four. And yeah, Frozen Fours are fun. It is the one time of year where you actually can see some lines for betting college hockey. So if you have some hot tips on that, by all means, put it in the chat. I'll bet college hockey with you today. American International, apparently a fourth seed. I don't know where that is. UND, yeah, yeah North, yeah. North Dakota is in. UND is South in. Cloud, South, St. Cloud State. They very well known St. Cloud State. <laughs> it is here. Like, North Dakota, Harvard. Hey, Harvard. Minnesota um, State, Minnesota Duluth. Yeah. I probably have to cheer for Minnesota Duluth. It's funny, too. Like those schools, Minnesota Mankato, Minnesota Duluth, uh, St. Cloud Michigan State. Tech. I mean, those are like, and Michigan Tech falls in the same category. Those are like, those are like division three colleges for everything else. But in hockey, they're division one powerhouses. It's just, it's kind of how hockey works. It's just a funny little thing. Like until, you know, until St. Thomas. So St. Thomas, if if anyone follows college basketball, St. Thomas is up in St. Paul, Minnesota, and they went to division one basketball this year until they did. There wasn't a division one school in any of the other sports really besides hockey out of Minnesota. You had the Gophers and that was it. So like, oh, we, we were a one school state for most of the D one sports. Now we have the Tommies at least out the summit league, but yeah, this is, this is going to be fun. And Dan is a Quinnipiac fan. He is in a Quinnipiac household. So we'll, we'll cheer for them until they go up against Minnesota and power trip. Yeah. Power trips from Minnesota lifetime St. Cloud fam. You know what? I bet this guy power trip. If he's ever been up there, he's been to a little place called the Red Carpet. I've been to St. Cloud a few times. I've partied. No big deal. So we just spent 10 minutes on God knows what. Let's I'm talk to my frozen four right now. I mean, yeah, I, I have the bracket. I'm going to go with Knippiak for Dan. Give me Knippiak, Minnesota, Duluth, North Dakota, and uh, Minnesota. What the heck? I'll go all two seeds. Wolfers aren't that good. The red carpet is a trap, yeah. Um, 
That's funny. I'm going to have to pull this up and fill out a bracket. I filled out a golf bracket, for Christ's sakes. I'm going to fill out a I'm gonna golf fill bracket, out a tennis bracket, hockey bracket, basketball bracket. It's March. Yeah. This is March. USHO college hockey bracket. There we go. Frozen Forge in Boston. Weird. They always have it there. Um, speaking of Boston, they're very good at bot basketball. People can't the stop Celtics, talking about the goddamn Celtics. But weird day in the NBA when Drew and I were looking at the scores last night. Very weird day. Hopefully a little more of a normal day today. You've got a couple of looks tonight in the association, the side and a total. Yeah, it was a very strange slate last night. I mean, our Pistons won, and you know, I thought they could be competitive. I didn't think they'd come out and, and win in a blowout. Um, yeah. Just a very weird result there. Um, the Chicago Bulls got absolutely clubbed last. Uh, was that last night or was it the other night? That was right? two nights ago. The Bulls two got, nights ago. Got the Sixers again blow the late cover. The Knicks come out with no Julius Randle, score 121 points and beat the pants yeah. off the Hornets. The Kings that was that was the, the one. The Knicks at six yeah, point underdogs with nobody. Ugh. What are you gonna do? That's a mess. You just you persevere and you move on and. It was only a five-game slate tonight. It is t- there will be basketball on TNT. It's so nice that Turner Broadcasting is going to take care of us and put some basketball on tonight, which would just be great. Um, some fun games here. Only two picks for me. Uh, we'll start with the New Orleans Pelicans. They are hosting the aforementioned Chicago Bulls. The Bulls really struggling here towards the end of the season. They are starting to get Caruso back, but are still without Lonzo Ball. DeMar DeRozan now is kind of nicked up. Lonzo Ball has been half in, kind of half out for the last weekend. The Pelicans, even without Brandon Ingram, still with C.J. McCollum and Jonas Valanciunas, have a really solid team. And they continue to win games and outperform kind of expectations here towards the end of the season. I have them as almost four or five-point favorites in this game against this Bulls team here tonight. So I'm looking at minus two, minus one, anything two or less looks good for me on a Pelicans team that is really kind of thriving here. I think it's going to be a fun team in the play-in tournament. I don't necessarily think they can upset somebody come playoff time, but I wonder if they might be the last savior of my Lakers to miss the playoffs bet, Andy. That's really what I'm hoping for. Refresh me. Who does the seven seed host in the first game? Seven seed hosts eight. Seven, eight. So right now it'd be Wolves, Clippers, and then Lakers, Pellies. Yeah, LA teams heading eight, to the small If markets. eight loses, they play the winner of 9-10 to get in and things like that. It's, seven, it's eight, a whole goofy situation. But yeah, the Bulls are yeah, three and seven. Somebody. Bulls are three and seven their last ten. They need to get get their shit straight. And again, talking about FOMO bets, that season win total at the adjusted markets that we went over, it was like 49 and a half. I don't even think I think that might have cashed by now. Well, they could end Not up with 50. They'd have to run the 10 table. games left. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, that's they win not nine happening. out of ten, or sorry, eight out of ten. Yeah, shit ain't happening. So, all right, Pelicans, I can get down. Pelicans minus one, and then Suns Nuggets over two thirty-two. We were joking about this a little bit before the show. There is a particular fantastic Twitter mush that has kind of taken us all for a little bit of a ride here lately, and this isn't a fade of his plays. I'm not sure it was just a fade that we're not anymore. I just really like the Suns Nuggets over. I mean, the Suns total seem to be a little depressed. They have been a very good defensive team, but without Chris Paul, the pace actually picks up a little bit. They play faster. It's it's not as slow of a style. The defense gets worse. Chris Paul makes a big difference on that end. Conversely, you have the Nuggets, who at home generally play a little faster pace, continue to be one of the better offenses in the league here. And this is a total I had almost at 240. I had 238 as I started to tweak some stuff and, and you know, 
um, honed down it on my numbers. So 232, 233, I'll take over either one of those numbers again, and which should be kind of a fast-paced game and what I hope will maybe be a Western Conference Finals preview. I hope. I don't know. It'd be fun. It'd be, I think we said this back when we were talking about like all the playoff series. Like, there's just going to be so many good series. Like, there's not like, oh man, this one's a stinker if this one happens. Maybe early on in the West, there might be a couple that aren't great, but there'll be really good early ones in the East that'll kind of fill that. Like, the whole NBA playoffs, there'll be very good games constantly. I'm pretty excited about uh, just getting this goddamn season over with and getting to that point. Truthfully, uh, golf, I did play one early. I should check on that. We'll see how match play has been a disaster for me. Truthfully, maybe you shouldn't even play this. I played Webb Simpson. I played Bubba Watson over Webb Simpson. He's already down a hole through two. Good job, Bubba. Well, many a slip twixt the cup and lip. There's a lot of golf left to play. This could be 16 more holes yet. So Bubba knows how to hunt for the birdies. He needs to win the match. You're not out of it. Well, and he lost yesterday, so he is like if you lose your first two, you're out. So Must he has situation. to get he has to get this win. So Bubba will be going for it late. I did play that one early. My other one will be an ugly dog, maybe the ugliest of dogs against a, a golfer. A lot of people are really actually liking for this tournament, but Luke List is a bad putter. In fact, he's a horrible putter. In this field, he's probably one of the worst putters. Kevin Kisner's a bad ball striker. Again, not bad, but in this field relative to Luke List, he is a bad ball striker. I will take a good ball striker over a good putter every time at a dog price and just hope for some variance. If I'm Kevin Kisner, I'm making Luke List putt everything. He's not picking a ball up unless it's teetering over the lip of the cup. So... We'll see how this goes. This doesn't start until super late. And yeah, Dan points out, Kisner has a good record at match play. People are latching on to some of these. Oh, he has a good record at match play. But I mean, we didn't have this in 2020. So a lot of these guys, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys, if they missed 19, you know, they've had three match play matches in like three years. So it's kind of tough to go back and look at that. Like my Shane Lowry look was he has a bad match play record, but I looked at it. It's like, you know what? He played here last year and he played at the Ryder cup and he went up against Cantley and Rom. And then before that, it was like an inform Patrick Reed in 19, like all his losses lately were just like, well, those are really good golfers or really high level at that. At least at that point, you know, Patrick Reed is certainly not at that level right now, but. I, I like a little strength of schedule adjustment on my match play records. So Luke List, Kevin Kisner, plus 115. And again, this doesn't start until like 315 Eastern. So if you are listening to this later on in the in podcast or whatever it is, you probably still get some time. I think this is one of the later matches to go off this afternoon. I like it. Got a little golf this afternoon. I guess we should have some tennis this afternoon too, right? I think so. Got to fill all those screens. Yeah, I brought it. I still have my extra computer here from uh, <laughs> early on in the tournament. Like, I want to fire up the second laptop, get it going. Miami, what, what, what is like, or order of play? Like, what are first matches today in Miami? Like, right around eleven now, a.m. Going? Eastern. Okay, so we're, we're thirty minutes. The first matches are off. So okay. Yeah, I've got an over right now. Risk and Cornet. I haven't checked the score yet. Hopefully, they're still playing. They are still playing. 
but it looks like risk is going to take the first set here we'll see how that goes maybe jump on a live over there if you want it looks like the thing about it's the thing set. about betting an over alex somebody's got to win that first set happens every time that's true i know <laughs> i just rather see it be like six six in the first set instead of four two i'm very you know it's i guess it's too greedy but two plays for us this afternoon well i guess three technically one the first two we discussed uh yesterday Watson plus 300 and plus five games here. She plays Alina Svitolina, a.k.a. Alina Malfiz. Um Svitolina has not played very good tennis. She won a couple matches in Monterey, um, won one match in Dubai and a few in the Australian Open, but otherwise is right around 500 winning record, just a little bit under, which for someone with her kind of pedigree is really shocking. And she continues to be priced like the great player that she has been as opposed to what we've seen these last couple weeks. Now, Heather Watson's nothing special, but she's been playing solid tennis, winning matches, being competitive against good players here. And I have this closer to like plus 225, plus 230. So plus 300 looks great. I would have the game spread probably at a cheap mon- cheap plus four, an expensive plus four and a half. So plus 300 and plus five looks great to me. I think there's a good chance Watson wins this match. At the very least, I expect her to keep it close. Uh, you know, head-to-head here is a little wonky. They played four times, but you have to go back to like 2015 and stuff. All four matches went three sets. Thought about going over two and a half sets here, but worry a little bit about Svitolina. I just think this is a nice spot. Watson will definitely be competitive and have her chances to win. So give me 300 and plus five. And then one over here, Sydney Kova, Raducanu, um, the U.S. Open champion, going against Katarina Sinyakova, one of the most up-and-down players on tour, um, kind of at her level. I, I thought about going three sets here. If you want to go Emma wins two to one, I wouldn't blame you at all for doing that. But this total should be 21 and a half, and it's 21 just about everywhere. So go ahead and grab the over there. See some questions floating in. Yeah, don't mind oh, yeah. Emma on the money line again. Just Sinyakova is someone that is is tough and could definitely take that match. Um Naomi Osaka, I don't mind playing Kerber there, but Kerber looks old. Um, It's kind of Naomi Osaka's disinterest versus Kerber's age kind of. So I passed up on that. Again, don't mind a Kerber play there, but I'm going to let that one go. Um, Mahova plus 220 live. That's interesting. Mahova's got Fernandez there. Yeah, I don't mind that quite at all. Um, Although Mahova just... I'm, yeah, I'm guessing that number yeah. dropped after she she went up four two there. But yeah, Fernandez, or Fernandez bad. beating everybody not named Paula Bedosa lately and looking kind of bad here. Yeah, no, that's I, I could dig that. And yeah, we talked about Barty yesterday. Power trip. I mean, good for her. Congratulations. You're 25 years old. You've accomplished everything you wanted to in, in your sport of endeavor. And Sounds this like is you. the second time she's retired. By the way, I don't know if any if people have just forgotten about that. She retired about three yeah. four years ago and came back. Had some fun playing cricket. I think there's definitely a chance she comes back to tennis, but I harbor no ill will. And it looks like Iga Swiatek will probably take over the number one spot. I was looking at the rules, Andy, and anybody that bet Barty to be the number one at the end of the year is going to be sorely disappointed as the ranking points disappear through the year. Yeah, such as uh, such as I, it was a good bet. How do you predict the retirement? Like, you know, maybe hey, Kevin Wish Anderson I had a cash out button after she won the Australian yeah. Open. I would have used Kevin it. Kevin Anderson might retire. Like that's a that's that's a thing you could say, but you pick a twenty five year old on top of their game to retire. That's very hard to get. Like it's, I mean, it's, it's a very sport, man. Plus, all. yeah, it's it a is. Grind. It's a grind. A lot of a lot of travel all around the world. Like Loves to a new country every week, and it's not like you're going to a new country to hang out. No, you're going there to get. You're going there to work. It's a job. It's a job. Job ain't practice. nothing but work. 
I didn't bet any basketball. I feel bad. I'm sorry. I still haven't. I I just these lines are tight. Um, you missed a good one last night. We had uh, Andrew Time and C on Twitter on talking, just grilling and with like college basketball modeling and origination questions. He was he was great. Gave me some uh, things to think about. And the best part was, and you cannot nail the timing better than this was the anyone who isn't Alex and me doesn't really understand how this works. But we have producer Dan, and he's speaking with us before the show and then he says hey we're going to start the show the music starts he goes off the camera off the sound and then after the music plays we come on the screen same thing with the deep dive in between the moments where he said hey we're going live and the music started playing the power went out in my entire part of town so like to me, so the, the, the screen comes back and i'm gone and i'm just sitting here in the damn dark it's seven at night i you know it's dark outside i walk to the next door neighbors ask if they're like hey is everyone's power out or because i looked the fuse box first so at least i made it through i've made it through the show without the power going out so that's a win but yes didn't bet college basketball i can speak a little to some of the moves and maybe how I feel about them. Yeah, I tend to I tend to look at almost all the overs. Like if I had leans and be on all four overs, and I don't love that with the Gonzaga game. I think the Arkansas defense can really slow them down, take away some of the things they do. So if I actually was if I was gonna make one play today, it would be the Gonzaga under under 155. I am dangerous and close to playing that. I show a slight value on Michigan. But the market's not really doing anything there. It's just kind of sitting at that five. I don't really know what to do with Villanova and the Michigan team, too. Is it more of a mirage or is this the thing? Is this a team we were promised early in the season and we're finally seeing the fruits and the labors of you know that team, those coaches? Don't know. And then Arizona's taking some money. I'm going to cheer for Houston. I like that team a lot. I think other people are kind of of the same mind, but again, that's very interesting that a one seed is such a small favorite uh, in a spot like that. I mean, both of those, you're looking at the Duke, Texas tech, that's a two seed there. Texas tech's defense, keeping that total nice and low too. I'm excited to watch both the late games. And like I said yesterday, I wish they'd split those two up. I probably, I don't care about the two early ones nearly as much. I will watch them whatever so yeah arizona might be in a world of hurt that one i mean i want to see arizona lose by like 40 i think that'll be funny if houston is just like holy shit this team's good even after losing some players and yeah samson samson's a very good coach i think yeah coaching edge definitely goes that way and then somebody asked what do you think about afc west division odds it's a hell of a question but i don't know what they are and i i don't think i'll pull them up right now because i'd have to sit and think about it a little bit that's a very that's a very good NFL question. I think we'll have to start looking at some, maybe we'll do that here as the weeks go by. We'll start looking at some NFL odds, just start talking over because holy Christ, this is like. Do you want to know what they are? I, I'm looking at them right now. Yeah, I do. Kind of. But I, I, I just want to say quick, like what we've seen over the past month has rivaled anything you see come july and august for the nba off season. this is an i was gonna say this is an nba is, off season it is like the nba this is, is literally going to have to i don't know what they're like lebron's gonna have to be traded to two teams at once to Giannis talk. lebron trade with like four other teams involved is the only way this gets even close and then and and kd goes to like olympiacos like two players <laughs> get traded to like the european teams like i don't know how to top this the nfl has gone 
just wonky. So yeah, read read them to me. I'd love to hear them, Alex. Our friends at FanDuel right now hanging the AFC West division winner odds. The Kansas City Chiefs, the favorite of plus 155. The Chargers, plus 240. Broncos, plus 260. The Raiders, 7-1. to one. I'd play that Raiders. <laughs> right? That's a, that's, a again, high-variance team. That offense is going to be very good. The defense was improved. They finally started. That was a big complaint from Drew and I when we did our preview. He said a lot of the pieces they drafted and got just have not worked out on defense. And we said going into this year, this defense might really stink. And they did against certain teams. But they played a lot better, especially in the pass rush, than I thought. So Raiders at a big number, kind of intriguing. I don't think I love the Broncos, but I think I, I have some kind of embedded bias about watching Russ play with a broken finger. If Russell Wilson plays good, this is going to be a super fun division. And the, the Chiefs, I mean, just playing the Chiefs no might be a way to a way to look. That's what I was thinking. Like, just take the other three, try to build a Chiefs no, because shouldn't this be a lot closer? Like, shouldn't the Chiefs and the Chargers, I mean, you know, the Chiefs are probably should be slightly ahead of the Chargers, but that should be a much closer than plus 155 and plus 240, right? Like, Yeah, sh- shop around. There's going to be some variance from book to book. I bet you, you know, get a, ne- a negative hold on this if you shop around enough spots right now. I did this. I've done this in the past where, you know, and you know what the nice part about this is? Sometimes you can throw a team out. Like, I've done this in the past with, like, two teams basically taking a no on the Packers and throwing the Lions out saying that just shit ain't happening. And you you do a Dutch on the Bears and Vikings and you end up with a negative hold against uh, against the market there if you – are confident enough in nothing wild happening in Detroit, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's something. We'll have to have to think about that a little. I'm not sure I can quite see this, Dan. It's a I'm still looking on my screen. It's a little small. Superbook has Raiders eight to one. Eight to one's a great price. Right. Uh, but yeah, but before we run, you can get yourself some futures if you want. Maybe the best price is here, and our one of our present, presenting sponsors, props up where you can get your 100% deposit match. Not only that, but like, what if it's if it's 8 to 1 at PropSwap and you deposit, to, you know, you only have to deposit half of what it costs, so it becomes 16 to 1 on the Raiders. Maybe I'm heading to Iowa. Because I, I do have to go to Iowa to do this sort of thing too. But yeah, we, we would encourage you, if you want to support the show and support the brand, use our promo code if you do sign up for PropSwap. And you don't just have to buy shit. You can sell tickets on there too. Start flipping some of your tickets that accrue some value if you don't have that cash out button. And the thing about the cash out button is, you know, that's a number they're giving you. You can set your price and say, if I don't get this price, I don't want it. Like this is where a, a reserve price, if you will. So check that out. If you have any questions, DM us. If you're in the YouTube chat, give a thumbs up. If you're not following Noops on Twitter, do that underscore Noops for a lot of tennis takes, a lot of great NBA takes. And eventually, back to football takes. We're going to have some – I got excited about first touchdown score thinking talking football again. <laughs> be a while, but it'll be a while. So until <laughs> until Friday, we're out. Enjoy March Madness tonight. Enjoy the NBA, the golf, and everything else. We'll see you guys.